engineered, driven, created. You are listening to the Be Velocity podcast and this is episode 14. I'm Deborah and I'm Leanne, your guest co-host, and we are joined today with our guest Carly Plant. Carly is a motorsport marshal. In other words, she's another member of the Orange family who we have huge amounts of respect for. In this episode, we're going to be discussing all things Orange and motorsport and how she got involved in in her various volunteering roles. Welcome, Carly. We are truly honoured to have you on as our guest on our podcast. Thank you for asking me. Pleasure to be here. You're welcome. Could you tell our audience a little about yourself and how you became a marshal? Hmm, where do I start? <laughs> um, well, I got into marshalling by accident. Um, I'm originally from the Midlands, you can probably tell from my accent. Um, and I was living and working in London at the time. Um, and this is how I originally got into motorsport was through my husband now. Um, he was actually sponsoring a driver for a BMW championship. And he asked me to go along one day at, um, at Brands Hatch. This was about 2000, 2001. Um, and it was all completely new to me. I'd never be to a circuit. I've seen it on TV and things. Um, and anyway, um, because he used to sponsor this driver, he used to go around all the rounds that the, the championship was doing. And occasionally I'd go with him. Uh, unfortunately, the driver passed away and the championship president asked my husband if he still wanted to be connected with the championship. And he said yes. And he became the driving standards officer for this championship. So while my husband, Kevin, was doing that, I would just go along and have banter with the drivers, mess around, started doing their photography a little bit, doing their social media for them. Um, and it was working really well and do the catering, etc. cetera. Um, but by the time we got to about 2010 now, we sort of parted company with the championship. It was just one of those things. Uh, but Kevin was still involved and somebody says, well, why don't you try marshalling instead? And you can still come, you know, to the circuits together for the weekend. Kevin does his thing and I was just doing my thing. And that's how I got into, into the marshalling side of it in 2011 by default, really. But it's the best thing I ever did. Um, and I wish I'd done it maybe years and years ago, really. Oh. I'm 53 in July. So it's like, I wish I'd done it in the 20s, maybe, or even younger and you know don't know where I'd be by now hopefully <laughs> so that's how I got into the marshalling side of it and oh. I've been marshalling ever since that sounds really good fun how much fun is volunteering um well I do quite a lot of volunteering so it just seems to be the norm to me um I always say as long as you enjoy it it's you know just carry on doing it once it becomes a chore then it defeats the object you know there's no nobody's forcing you to go sort of thing 
Um, I do a lot of fundraising for my hometown back in the Midlands as well. A lot of um, cancer charities do events and things like that. So that's all voluntary as well. I run a community group promoting our hometown. That's all voluntary. Um, I'm also working at the Silverstone Heritage Museum occasionally here and there. So I, I have, do that as well. I have seen you on the socials at there. That's my local track. At Silverstone? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, based in Northampton. It, it is my, um, it is the local circuit. So it's only up the road and it's just, it's just so easy. Um, but also for the last four years, it's my fourth season. I'm also a race safe marshal as well. So I do bikes as well. What, so, what's, what's the difference between like a bike marshal and a, you know, a normal marshal? Or is, or is it well, about the same? I would say it's probably just the same. You just, dealing with a different um, mechanism aren't you really two wheels rather than four wheels um, normally when I do car marshalling I'm in the assembly area where the cars come to us first and we put them in grid order or if they're going out to qualify and check the cars before they go on circuit um, and when I do um, bikes with race safe I'm normally in pit lane so there I do pit lane duties lollipop duties as they call it and the yeah. grid sheets as well mm-hmm. um, so I, I don't think there's much difference really to be honest what's your preference what do you like the most um I like both there's there's some meetings car meetings are absolutely loved and I wouldn't miss them for the world a bit like Silverstone Classic mm-hmm. um, is my firm favorite I'm lucky to do Goodwood as well and I've been lucky enough as well to be selected to do the Grand Prix um, so that that's really good and then with the bikes to be honest I do all the meetings except for Knock Hill. I haven't been to Knock Hill yet but when I do my diary for the year I will put out all um the car uh, the bike meetings and fit everything else around it really um, I'm like but, I'm like you so Knock Hill I haven't done that one yet and I really want yeah. to do it it's just the travel <laughs> yeah and I think oh. I'll have to break it down a little bit really I mean we invested in um, a motorhome last year a week before lockdown nightmare um because we was out every weekend near enough um it just made it easier to just pull up and um I'm quite lucky that my husband's doing it with me at the moment because of COVID I mean he's 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 a brilliant spectator he loves spectating but he's also been marshalling with me since COVID because with COVID being all new last year he's been working with me mobable mm-hmm. um and he's carried on this year as well but he's always helped us when we've been quite short of marshall because he's got his experience anyway with the circuit and track and drivers and whatnot so that's really nice pretty, that you can share the experience together it is I mean like I said I, I got into it through him really so we've always done everything together and it's quite funny because um you know we'll go to the circuits and firstly you know security and everything will talk to Kevin as though he's the marshal I'm the guest and they'll go she's the marshal so yeah. <laughs> talk to her sort of thing um, and then the other side of it is where marshals like say, oh, God, we're trying to get rid of our wives or our other halves, you know, for the weekend. And these you guys, you know, 24-7 sort of thing. So <laughs> I'm quite lucky. We're both quite lucky that we could do it together. And like I say, as I get a guest ticket mainly, um, you know, most of the time, you can spectate. I do my thing and then we catch up in the evening. Yeah, sounds sounds That's like fun. a great partnership. <laughs> yeah. Now. Yeah, it works well. Yeah, it does. I like it. What's the most rewarding experience you've had so far being a marshal? 
Um, the thing is, I think every weekend is just sometimes so different, but we're quite lucky to be there to do what we do. Hmm. You know, sometimes you hear the marshal saying, if it wasn't for the marshal, right, you know, racing wouldn't, but I don't see it like that. I think it's a two way thing. Hmm. I mean, where else would you go that you can get so close to the cars, to the teams, to the mechanics, to the drivers? You know, you just get the whole package, really. I mean, when I did my first Grand Prix, that was an experience, you know. But, um, you know, whether it's a Grand Prix, whether it's Goodwood, I mean, they're all brilliant meetings. Silverstone Classic, which, like I said, is my favourite. It's just open so much to the public. Then you can be part of the public, you know, and it's just that bit of, rapport you have with all the guests there really you know it's really hard to to um, describe but it's it's not a chore it's really fun sort of thing I know we're standing in the rain and we'll complain about this or we haven't got that or we've got big grids and we haven't got the space that's like at the wing (laughs) Um, but no it's the whole I think the whole weekend is quite rewarding to be honest you do get a lot out of it yeah you do um we had a chat with Nadine Lewis the the chair chair lady chairman um and she was telling us you know all about taster days and she's been doing it for 20 years and how much she still enjoys it and I'm still waiting um for my taste today I'm so I'm waiting for the green flag because what you've just said you know you are there you are at the track you are within the action and it is a great experience not just from like a spectator's point of view but if you do go in the garages Silverstone Classic I, I I agree I've done that event so many times because I generally love classic cars um yeah and what you do get and the access you get is just is just brilliant yeah I mean like I say you know you make a whole weekend of it you've got access to you know and once you've sort of finished your job or you've stood down you can go about and have a look especially like in assembly because once the last race is gone, we've sort of stood down then, whereas if you're in pit lane or on the track, you've sort of got to wait until, you know, all the cars are off the track. And you do get stand down time as well in these big meetings. So you do get a chance to have a look around as well. Um, you know, and that's some of the um, the perks of the job, so to speak. And, you know, you get to meet some celebrities and some, you know, famous people. And that's really nice as well. And I'm known for my selfies. So... <laughs> <laughs> This leads on nicely to my next question. So obviously we research, do a little bit of research on our guests. Now, can you tell us about the moment you received a personal message from Lewis Hamilton? Because this is this, would you say this is a little bit of a claim to fame? Um, Well, I don't know because anybody that knows me or don't know me and judge me, but what Mm. you see is what you get with me. And, you know, I'm just playing old me sort of thing. I was really touched by it. I was really moved. I mean, I was absolutely crying and sobbing and they had to stop filming because it was just such a surprise because I had no idea because obviously I knew it was COVID and we had to check things. And so I knew where I was going. And obviously I knew Lewis wasn't going to be there or anybody was going to be there. It was all the way it was all set up sort of thing. So we did this interview and then they said, oh, we've got a surprise. I thought, oh, my God, well, you could probably tell from the video. And it's just like, I was just sobbing my heart out because I just love him to bits. And that time as well, I think around about October time, it was really tough for me because some of the hate that was going on Mm, with Lewis Hamilton, especially amongst the marshalling community. And that really um, upset me. I'm getting upset now. But, um, you know, it was like, 
bless him, he's come out, he's done all this for us. And he's, you know, he, and he said what he said about the Orange Army and everything, unsung heroes. And um, I just thought, you know, he doesn't deserve some of the hate that um, he gets. Um, and again, it was it was one of those things where, like he says in the interview, I approached Mercedes because I really wanted to support the initiative about the end racism, diversity and inclusion, so to speak. And it was all sort of new, but it's always been there mm. because, you know, I did try to do bits and pieces, like I said, on that interview, but it just sort of like fell on deaf ears. Mm. And I think Lewis has used his platform now in such a positive way. And without sounding horrible, he's got nothing to lose. He hasn't, no. Do you know what I mean? Whereas sometimes people might not say this or say that, but I've always said it. I'm always pulling people up and I'll continue to pull people up if I see anything. Um, I won't get upset over it anymore. Um, I try not to anyway, but I will pull people up if I see it and if they're within the community of where I am, whether it's the marshalling world or the fundraising side of it. You know, I will just carry on because at the end of the day, you know, I feel quite strongly about it. And when they keep saying it's all political, I thought, until you experience it, mm. you can't say it's just political. You try living with it mm. and then you'll have something to say, you know. Mm. And I think this is where, you know, people just don't understand and they think, oh, he's on his high horse or is this and that. But, you know, I'm, I'm so proud of what he's done and what he's doing and what he's trying to achieve and which he will achieve. As you can see how everybody else is sort of now, you know, figuring out what they've got to do and how they've got to do it. I must admit, um, obviously, I found out he was behind Driven by Diversity. And, you know, I had to take a step back and think, right, I need to I need to do something myself. In a way, I'm I'm this role model behind B Velocity and I've got to help push the change. And that's right. At the moment, I feel like I am doing it, but it's it's gonna it's gonna be a long process. But you know, if you're putting your feet in the right direction to push it to be more inclusive and diverse, yeah. that's the first step you need to do. And then, as everyone knows, as soon as people start adapting and changing and going in that direction, things change. It's like the whole women in motorsport or women in automotive. You know, there's more girls speaking up now. There's more girls supporting girls. Okay, we've got a little bit of an issue where girls are not supporting girls, so to speak. But you can kind of drown that. You can kind of drown that out and think of all the positive things. And the positive things always get bigger and stronger. Um, I'm I'm not sure about you, Leanne, if you've experienced that yourself or you're heading in that direction. I, 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 you probably know, Callie, have you um, spoken to Carol Glenn? Yes. Yeah, so um, we exchanged um, sort of messages on LinkedIn and obviously she's doing her um, next generation racing and we were talking about Lewis and I'd have previously been in contact with Nick uh, Driven by Diversity. Um, I think unless people make statements like Lewis has and put his neck on the line nothing's going to change it's just it, it's just going to be swept under the carpet you need someone like Lewis at the forefront of his game to say no we're not going to take it anymore we need we need change in the sport um and there are people in the background doing it but obviously Lewis is you know this big star and 
and so we and good for him for putting his his name out there with the Black Lives Matter movement because often the people that are in the background that don't have the big name can help do the work but you need to be in people's sometimes you just need to be in people's faces and say no enough is enough like you said like as a, I mean as a white woman I cannot I can sympathise with you, but I can't experience that no. for myself. I mean, I mean, it is just a form of hate, basically. Yeah. And people are hated for lots of things. They can be hated for their football teams, their, you know, where they live or who they support and things like that. But because that is a sort of accepted, I think people don't seem to understand that racism goes a little bit deeper than that and you can't just accept that as you know oh toughen up or you know just get on with it sort of thing it really hurts yeah you know and like like say you know you can sympathize and empathize but until you've actually experienced it and then you also know that when you're being picked on or being bullied it's because of your color something you can't change yeah. No, and, and you know, and you're not being picked on for something else, which you can think, oh, okay, it's because of this, because of that. But you know, you do think, hang on a second, she can say that and get away with it. Nobody saying nothing. I've said it, and they're all jumping on me. You know, yeah. and um, I, I think I think everybody's just got to keep calling people out. You know, it, it's more than just saying the word diversity and inclusion. You've just got to call people out. And and as you put, I don't know if you know, but you know, I'm a massive Wolves fan as well because I am into my football. You know, and you've got Kick It Out, which are doing the same thing, and they've been going a long time. But you know, and only the other day at a Wolves match, there was um, you know a, a Wolves fan chanting you know making monkey noises at Rio Ferdinand and he's been arrested and he'll probably be banned and everything else so you know sometimes it's just people just can't seem to get through their heads that we've got to keep up the pressure you've got to keep pulling people up you've got to be keep talking about it because it's not going to disappear you know and anybody that gets fed up with it well I'm sorry you're part of the problem exactly moving forward from this you know, and everyone else knows, whatever happens, there will, there's always going to be people that are going to support you. And it's those people that matter. And you'll always have our support regardless. It's like I am a huge believer of support, supporting everyone, regardless of age, gender, skin colour. You know, I, I, yeah. I have no issues with that because I love the fact that everyone is unique different and that's what makes us as individuals what makes and the world go right <laughs> exactly exactly now i'm just gonna move along a little bit with this and i think i already know the answer to this but what's your favorite championship you've marshaled at so far oh gosh that's just so tough i know <laughs> i to be honest i'd struggle to answer that one myself because i've there's I could pick, you know, a few out of the air. I mean, championships and events. I think sometimes, you know, it's, it's just the event. I mean, I love the Water Haze. Yes. At Silverstone. I mean, unfortunately, that um, accident last year, bless mm. Colin Turner. Mm. Um, you know, and um, I love the, I love that one because it's completely different. And then you've got just like the, I mean, this weekend you've got the C1 24 hour race at Silverstone yes starts on the Friday night I'm only doing the Saturday and I'll be just doing the support races but we've got about like 50 odd caterums coming through for one race and then 
wow. another bunch of caterers. And the caterers are lovely. You, then you've got the classics, you know, the old pre-86s and the pre, I mean, pre-83s. And, you know, they're lovely, chunky cars. And there's, there's just so there's just so many. And then you had the, the, um, the old touring cars last weekend as well at Silverstone. I mean, they were brilliant. So... You know, and I have got a soft spot for some of the BMW drivers because that's where I originally started. So I followed them through where they might have left one championship for doing something else. Um, I mean, I'll, I'll be seeing them at Donington on Monday because um, there's a, a meeting on Bank Holiday Monday. Um, so it's really hard to say I've got, I've got a favourite. I really haven't. As long as I'm free, I can marshal, I'll do it. And whatever comes through that assembly area will come through that assembly area. Oh, I so want to um, be a marshal. <laughs> yeah. It really is. It's really, it's really satisfying. It really gets you out. It gets you closer, like I said, to the action. And, you know, if you've got the time to do it. And, and, and it depends where you want to end up as well, if you want to progress. You know, I mean, like I said before, I was never shown that. It was sort of like, there you go, and that was it sort of thing, you know, and I'm trying to find out things myself or I've pushed for things. Um, occasionally, I'll be asked to be chief assembly, but it doesn't mean anything. It's not a title or such. It's just that they haven't got nobody else. <laughs> <laughs> well, what our viewers won't be able to see, because we can see you, is the smile on your face just as you're talking about it. It really is. So and that's one and that's one thing with this COVID is, is wearing those masks because I am a, a smiley person all the time that yeah. I can't show that or you know I have to like keep pulling it down and say I am laughing so I am a real people person as well like I said what you see is what you sort of get and um, you know I just treat everybody the same really and like you know I do get a buzz out of it and look forward to it and I'm lucky that I can do the weekends that I do um like i said with race safe it's friday saturdays and sunday so we leave on a thursday you know so you've got to make sure i mean you don't have to but if you know it's up to you how many times you can volunteer or you know if you like to go to other circuits or not um i do like I say I, I go around with all of them with the race safe but with the, the cars i tend to just do silverstone donnington and um occasionally Bransach. i mean touring cars is another big you know a big one for a lot of people um but again, I'm happy just to do the support races with that. And it's just, you know, you get to see nice people as well. And you get to watch the touring car races in between. So you're not really on duty, so to speak, because you stand down. Um, and again, say with Goodwood, Goodwood Revival. Um, I'm doing the Festival Speed this year for the first time. So oh. <laughs> I'm looking wow. forward to that one. I don't know what to expect, but it is what it is. And I'll always try one. You're going to love it. Yeah. So it, it, again, it depends where you are and what you're doing yeah. sort of thing. But, you know, you're just taking the whole thing, taking the atmosphere. You know, sometimes things don't go the way you want and you moan and you groan. But at the end of the day, you have your weekend. And if you don't like it, you don't go. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, but I'd recommend it to everybody. I really would. I mean, since I did that interview with um, Mercedes, a couple of people from Asian have like approached me to say that they want to have a go and they're going to try and do the taster days. And, that. and sorry, going back to that diversity and inclusion sort of thing, you know, it is about representation, isn't it? What Louis says, you know, maybe somebody might think about doing it, then they might think, well, without sounding offensive you look at all the literature you look at all the posts and it's you know what I'm going to say it's just basically white 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 
you know, there's no sort of thing that maybe if I looked in the magazine, think, oh, God, if she can do it, I can sort of do it. Oh, maybe, you know, it's, it's not going to be so bad. It's not that, you know, um, mm. it's about representation, isn't it? And, and that was why I wanted to get in touch at that time with Mercedes was not only to support Lewis, but just to highlight, you know, there's an Asian girl here as well. And through that, actually, as well, I didn't realise that there was any other Asian girls. And I met... Um, a girl called Sophia, she got in touch with me. She, bless her heart, is another guest co-host of ours. And she, and we did talk about you because I mentioned we were interviewing you. And I can't tell you the smile on her face and the enthusiasm oh, bless. and the excitement. Yeah. Um, you know, she's doing her own thing in pushing things forward. And do you know right, what? Yeah. I'm so proud of her. And I met her for the first time in the last episode and you know i'm i'm in the process of thinking about series two of the podcast just so that people are listening um i want to you know go in another direction with this and i think with the guests that we've had on so far we're all going to help each other get to where we want to achieve and you know get our voices heard because that's another reason why we're doing this podcast um so watch watch this space there's going to be some changes and I just hope and pray even just one or two people that are listening to this episode has a go at doing a taste today because we've got so much to thank you guys for part of the orange family um, for what you do and it is just generally incredible like I say you know I mean it's, it's just really enjoyable and, and I think if anybody's thinking about it just get to your local circuit and just get the details I mean I'm always pushing Silverstone because I'm part of the Silverstone Marshalls team and I'm also a Bark member as well um, but just just make that phone call just make that first step if you know somebody if you want to reach out to me I'm more than happy to guide you to sit with you or you know spend a bit more time with you or whatever and um, just go through the bits and pieces but Silverstone is quite central to a lot of people but just go to your local circuit just pick up that phone get in touch with Motorsport UK and apply for your license um, you know just do it all online and just and just go for it. I really would say just go for it. And it doesn't matter what age, what background or anything like that. You know, it's not all for youngsters and it's not, you know, it's not, it's for anybody. Now, when you first started marshalling, what, what was your, what was your original role? Um, gosh, God, it seems such a long time ago. Uh, when I first started marshalling, I suppose, I didn't really think about being a track marshal or anything. Because when I was helping with the championship, I was based right in the paddock area. So I was familiar with pit lane marshals and assembly marshals. So when I first started the marshalling taste, I think the taste day as well, I started off in pit lane um, firstly. And I did pit lane and I did um, a bit of start line. I don't know how I ended up in the assembly area, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> Um, but as a specialist marshal, you should be able to do all those areas, really. Um, assembly area, pit lane and start line. Um, that comes under the banner of um, specialist. Um, and then obviously then you've got the track marshals, which I haven't been on track at all with the cars. But when I've done the race safe, you have to be out with your training was on um, track side first, um, which is what I did. 
with the bikes. And my first debut was um, picking up Josh Brooks bike at Brands Hatch running out with the other marshals. <laughs> oh my God, I'm so unfit. <laughs> my friend at work would be so jealous of you because she is a massive Josh Brooks fan. Okay. Yeah, she absolutely loves him. <laughs> it was it was quite funny, but again, you just get caught up with it and, and, and that's what you're sort of training for. Um and I was out on track and that's where I would have been, but I had um, a nose operation and I was so worried about falling over or hurting my nose on a sinus problem, not cosmetic. (laughs) And um, they suggested I go into pit lane and then I got kidnapped and then I've stayed in pit lane ever since, Um, which suits me fine anyway. Um, I mean, occasionally I've done a bit of flagging when it's been on a Friday because they have less marshals on a Friday and there's less things to do um, in pit lane. Um, But with regards to bikes, I mean, with regards to cars, I've not... um, been on the track I keep meaning to but it's one of them things where last year was the funny old season anyway mm. and when they're short for instance like they are now in assembly um I just end up going there um because again I want to get back into pit lane and do a bit more in pit lane and pit exit just to build up the experience because you're always learning all the time um but yeah I think the first when I first um, started marshalling it was actually in uh, pit lane and that's only because I was a bit familiar with those areas Before I uh, pass this over to Leanne, there's one question I'd like to ask you. Do you juggle marshalling with a a job at all? I'm lucky enough that we, me and my husband, were both self-employed. I use the word myself loosely because because I've had a very poorly mum in the Midlands and I've been going backwards and forwards and I've been unable to really hold a full-time job as such mm. um but i've been self-employed since 2005 yeah um within the furniture industry so i've been able to pick and choose bits and pieces and i do a bit of freelancing um so it, it like I say it works quite well with us both not having to um you know get time off work or anything like that so we are lucky in that lucky that way and hence why i can probably do volunteering because i've got so much time on my hands yeah yeah because um, I'm guessing like weekdays obviously you get your, like test days your track days I'm guessing you struggle for marshals sometimes um I don't I, I'm not to be honest I'm not sure how it works I mean normally if there's a shortage of marshals we all get bulletins and requests and if you can help out you help out I don't know whether track day marshals and weekday marshals are actually paid by the circuits so they cover themselves and I don't think they need as many as you do when it's a race meeting mm. um I know Rockingham I do miss Rockingham Rockingham used to be one of my favorite circuits um they used to have their own staff but we normally get emails or personal messages say are you free to do this and I mean the way it was beginning of this year and the end of last year they was just trying to pack everything in Mm. So there were like shortage of marshals. And, and again, it was quite hard as well because because of COVID, you had to be selected to marshal because they couldn't have the normal way where everybody mm. would just turn up. Yeah, yeah. So there was li- limited numbers. So that was a bit hit and miss with a lot of marshals. I mean, I was quite lucky still to have done over 30 odd days last year. And I was lucky to do the two Grand Prix back to back. So, you know. I still managed to get quite a bit in. But, yeah, I'm, I'm quite flexible. I mean, it, it's either my fundraising back at home or my marshalling or catching up with my mum, which I can do during the weekday. 
Um, but if I had, you know, a fantastic job offer or something, I'd have to rethink. <laughs> <laughs> but I think I'll probably reach that age now. I'm too old, so. Oh, you're never oh. too old. Yeah. Maybe my experience might cover for something, so you never know. Um, with the events of last year, um, what events are you looking forward to the most this year? Oh, okay. it, it's, it's going to be Silverstone Classic because that got cancelled last year, didn't it? Yes. Mm. Um, like, like I said, you know, it, it's a it's tough three days, really is. It, it's a lot long hours. Um, as you probably might know, Deborah, in the morning you're over at the National and in the afternoon we have to go over at the wing. Mm. And because of the camping and things, you have to wait for transport. So it can become a long day. But they do some brilliant concerts, some great groups. I mean, I was lucky to see UB40, who I'm a massive fan of, right at the front. Mm-hmm. Um, and this year they're hoping to have Aswad. So these are some of the, yeah. So these are some of the perks, you know, that goes with the marshalling side of it. But I think Silverstone Classic, for sure. Grand Prix is also, all, you know, it's a privilege, absolutely. And the same with all the Goodwood events. Again, t- hard work, tough weekends, but it's one of those where, you know, I'm very grateful to be selected to do those. And some of the roles has changed now for me for Goodwood as well, which has been really nice. Um, sometimes you get overlooked. <laughs> um so that so that's nice and, and you've got some of the big meetings like WEC as well which can be quite busy um but again because we're in assembly we mainly do like all the support races which is a bit more low-key so you know sometimes you get the best of both worlds so you can actually relax and watch some of the racing as well as you know well if yeah. Silverstone Classic happens this area and I see you in the assembly area, I will be giving you a totally fun girling wave. <laughs> please, and then yes, please do. Please do. Anybody that sees me, please come and say hello. It's lovely to see people. It's lovely to see old drivers and, you know, there's such a big crowd there. And I do stand out a little bit, so people do remember me. Whether that, whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, I don't know. Once seen, never forgotten. Oh, are there any motorsport events that you haven't done yet and you wish you could do? Um, I love to go and marshal abroad. That, that's on my bucket list. I haven't done Formula E yet, but I have been selected for that one this year. So I'm looking forward Ooh, to that. An exclusive. Oh, I don't know. Have I just given you an exclusive? <laughs> yeah, you pretty much have. Yeah. <laughs> um so yes i mean you know it depends on they all go ahead so that, that's going to be a first as well and like i said with the festival of speed as well as the first um but there's just so much club racing out there as well you know you get so much enjoyment out of you know out of club racing it's not all about the big the big ones a lot of people overlook club racing there's like events going on every weekend you know yeah um, grassroots isn't it it's, yeah. it's where it all starts you know, yeah. I mean, there is people that go for the high top end, and it's just like you know, just go with the club. It's so much chilled out. You can go into the pits, you can go into the drivers, see the mechanics, and because there's nothing worse than going somewhere where it's restricted areas as well. Yeah, you know, then you feel like, oh, I can't go there, I can't do this, and even with marshals, you're not allowed, you know, to go in all areas sometimes. Um, but yeah, it's it's just a bit again like football. You can go to your local town football and you can go and watch Man United or Liverpool sort of thing 
you know yeah. there's a lot of action at grassroots as well one thing i haven't done is carting actually as well so i'm that there might... most weekends <laughs> yeah i've, I've not done carting so that might be something because i think is it wilton mills i think or something like that that's close up here in northampton isn't it mm -hmm. yeah, yeah so i'm up there next weekend actually um for a championship so okay yeah um you've traveled a lot of miles and i know you've talked about silverstone but do you have a favourite track that you just keep like going back to that you, yeah. That's I mean, to be favorite. honest, because Silverstone's my home circuit, it's, it's just so much easier than travelling to a lot of other circuits because a lot of the time they've got their own local marshals as well. Mm. Um, but my favourite circuit, if I'm honest, is Brands Hatch. Yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah and, and as you know when you spectate you've got such um views everywhere i think it's just a lovely colorful lush but then again alton park's beautiful as well yes so fact, and, if you ask me to pick my favorite track i think i'm similar to you silverstone's always going to be my number one because you know i've got family history there and i just love it and it's local and then i'd struggle to pick between Brands Hatch and Alton Park I've said this yeah. in previous podcasts I've got different memories of those tracks um for bikes I really enjoyed watching BSB at Brands Hatch just watching them go yeah. down Paddock Hill bend um yeah. but I'm similar to you I'd love to go to more tracks abroad um so that's on my bucket list as well because I've only yeah. done I've only done one motorsport event abroad and that was in Austria and that was in February just before lockdown and COVID okay. happened um so I went to an event called GP Ice Race by the way guys wow. look look it up it's an amazing event and it's based in Austria um wow. yeah the track that I've been to that I just stood in awe I went to Manicor with my son we did day testing and then you you know when you're there and you're just kind of doing it and then you realize where you are and all the history that's gone on there you just kind of it kind of sort of hits you because I know when like you're working so you're just in a pit you're doing you, yeah it's kind of like and then you're like oh wow the history of this place is is great I'd like yeah I'd like to sort of go to some more abroad tracks if that makes sense yeah. I was lucky to go to the Mexican Grand Prix in 2018 and that was amazing that was that was an experience in half wow. and and I thought yes I can easily marshal out here that would be <laughs> lovely I met some lovely marshal ladies as well lady marshals so that was lovely as well um but yeah I'd love to go marshal abroad somewhere wow make make um, a holiday of it yeah sounds like a great idea yeah, again, it's on the bucket list. So. Yeah, it, you'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah. Now, we're coming closer to the end of our podcast. And if you've listened, so we've done 14 episodes so far. So if you've been listening regularly, you'll know that the last question we ask is for a song choice to go on our driver playlist. Now, we've had some bangers. I'm not going to lie, we've had some good song choices. So, <laughs> which song are you going to pick and why? Oh, my God. Do you know what? I'm a massive Elvis fan. Okay. There's nothing wrong with that. 
Nothing wrong with that at all. You'd have to have something like Burning Love, wouldn't you, I think? Do you know what? I'm going to add that on right now. Burning Love. Well, if you think about it, motorsport is uh, a burning love. Yeah, that's quite apt, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) Either mad or or you love it or both. You literally live motorsport, so, you know, yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this... I've got friends and they just don't get it. You know, they say, you're, you're just a mad petrol head and, and they just don't get it. And I just think, well, that's fine. You know, it, you know, it's, it's, you've got to have the passion, haven't you? Mm. And if you're, not, if you're not passionate about something, you, you can't really do it. You know, you can't be fake, really, unless you've got the passion, I think. So that's how I... Yes, I... Yes, and everyone should live by that. I love it. Um, I'm a huge huge petrol head I have been since birth and that's never going to change motorsport comes no. first anything else comes second well obviously my job comes first but then motorsport you know I need the money <laughs> I need the money to pay. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean so it, it's not cheap you know and you do spend quite a bit of money going backwards and forwards I mean it's one of the things I love about Silverstone that they're so good with you and you pack lunches and before COVID, you know, your breakfast and things like that. And it, it's just nice little things. And, you know, you, you feel appreciated sort of thing. And and then you've got Bark as well, and they'll do like a Marshalls raffle. And even if it's only a fiver, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just, oh, I've won the raffle sort of thing. You know, and this weekend just gone, it was the historics. Um, and then we had a five pound a day. So that was lovely as well. Buying ice cream and things like that. Thanks for the job. <laughs> yeah. Right, this is the sad bit now because it's been absolutely awesome. Oh, bless you. Thank you. We're going to be uh, saying our goodbyes. Um, but again, guys, please listen to this podcast. Please, you know, do your taste today. Make a difference. Make changes. And, you know, we can create something really incredible. Leanne, have you got anything else to add? It was so nice to sort of catch up with you ladies and um, thank you for having me you're you're so welcome and thank you B Velocity for asking me um we connected over social media we're just sharing each other's stuff and I think just share like you're saying getting together with others instead of just going off and doing your own stuff it's nice I believe in that and 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 we're stronger together than we are apart so if any of you um listeners want to get in touch get in touch with v velocity or myself um i'm otherwise known as little miss motorsport and carly as well just chat to us um we'd be happy to answer any questions and if we don't know it someone we know will know the answer um so yeah i'm all about collaborating with people it just it's just fantastic supporting each other and that's what it's all about yeah sharing the love lots of love Right, we'll let you enjoy yourself and enjoy the rest rest of your evening. And thank you again for coming on. And I'm sure if you ever want to come on again, you are so welcome to. Oh, bless you. Thank you for having me. I feel very privileged. <laughs> thank you. Bye. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Wow, how cool. Callie. She's an ever-valued and respected lady throughout motorsport. We cannot thank her, her and the Orange family enough for all their hard work that goes into keeping events going. Please feel free to send us a message with any questions that you might have for her. As 
always if you want to show some love for our podcast then feel free to like and subscribe thanks for listening everyone and to the to the be velocity podcast stay tuned for next week's thrilling episode and if you know someone who'd like to get involved in building our global community or would like to get involved yourself then you know where we are and on that note see you later and thank you so much leanne for being an awesome co-host oh thank you engineered driven created by females Velocity. 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 Velocity.